Welcome to episode 57 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so much for joining me today. This podcast is part of the educational arm of my photography business, Robert Massey Photography. We focus on crafting beautiful images in the great outdoors, and we sell a variety of prints of all sorts of different places. There's lots of mountains, lots of lakes, and lots of things in the great outdoors. You can check out all the prints we have available on robertmasseyphotography.ca, and hopefully you'll choose to include one in your home. That would make me super happy. All right, now let's get on with the show. Today on the podcast, we are talking about how to capture a starburst in camera. Starbursts can add an extra attractive compositional element to your image that draws the eye of the viewer. They are created by including a bright light source like the sun or streetlight in your composition and stopping down your lens. Starbursts render these light points with a star-like effect, creating spikes around the point of light that make it look like a star. How many times can I say star in a sentence? So how do you create this beautiful effect? There are two main photographic elements to keep in mind when creating starbursts. The first is by far the most important because without it, you wouldn't be able to create a starburst. So you need to use a small aperture. To produce a pleasing starburst, you will need to use a small aperture, typically in the f11 to f16 range. This is because as you step your lens down, its diaphragm grows from a circular shape to a polygonal one, and it's the polygonal shape that creates the starburst effect. The smaller your aperture, the more pronounced the starburst will be. Although keep in mind image diffraction, which produces the starburst, but can also affect your image sharpness if you step down too much. Think like f22 and higher. This is why a lot of pros tend to land in that f11 to f16 range for these kind of photos. You get good sharpness across the image and you can also create the starburst. Like most things in photography, it's a balancing act between the elements you want to stand out in your image and what you are trying to achieve and the overall image quality. Now this is also yet another instance where high quality lenses win out over lower quality ones. They typically produce a more pleasing starburst effect and create sharper images at higher levels of diffraction. So step one and the most critical step in creating a starburst is to use a small aperture to create the effect. But there are more things to consider here to create the most pleasing one that you possibly can besides just a tight aperture. Your lens will affect the starburst. How many points on the starburst is determined by the shape and number of aperture blades in the lens. A lens with an even number of aperture blades will produce a starburst with an equal number of points. So a six blade aperture will create a six point starburst. Now a lens that uses an odd number of aperture blades will produce a starburst with double the number of spikes to blades. So a nine blade lens will make a starburst with 18 points on it, or a seven blade lens will make a starburst with 14 points on it. Now something to watch out for with 11 or 15 blade lenses, they create starbursts that can be very hard to see. This is because they split the light into so many directions, 22 points and 30 points, that the actual points can be hard to detect on the starburst. One other thing lenses will do is actually add a twinning effect to the end of spikes, meaning it looks like the starburst points actually split into two at their ends, kind of like split hair on a person. Not every lens does this. There's only certain ones that will do this. So if you're interested in that, you're going to have to go find a lens that actually splits the spikes off. And it's just yet another piece of added interest. And if you really like the way it looks, that's great. Because really, which burst looks best is totally subjective and entirely up to you. You may love the effect that having just six little points on your star looks. You may love the one that has 18 and there's so many of them. You may love the ones that split. It really doesn't matter. It's entirely subjective and what you think looks best for your photography. And now one other thing to think about with lenses, 
specific lenses will also create more dramatic starbursts than others. I really love the way my 16-35 f4 renders a starburst, but you may find those on other lenses to be more appealing. So if you're looking to create more starbursts in your images, you will want to do some research on lenses to see which ones produce a burst effect that you love. And because of the growing popularity of creating starbursts, some manufacturers are actually making lenses designed with this effect in mind, and particularly from third-party manufacturers. So go out there and look for which lens you like the look of in those starbursts the best, and you will probably find a new compositional element that you absolutely love. Now, creating starbursts does not come without its own challenges, and one of the biggest challenges is watching out for flare created by the sun. You are shooting directly at the sun, which means it is really hard to block that flare from happening. Now, flare is when the sun causes a streak of light with like those little dots across your image. We've all had them happen, and sometimes they can add this really cool, wonderful effect, especially in portraiture, but you really do not want any flare to occur when you're trying to create a starburst effect. It tends to really distract from the actual bursting effect that you are creating. And now to avoid this, there are a few things that you can do. Typically, we would just take the sun out of the photo, but that doesn't really work when we're trying to create the starburst effect. So instead, you can block the sun just a little bit in your image. One of the most effective ways to do this is by blocking the sun with a tree, a rock, a building, or anything else that's in your composition. And this can be a tad tricky, as you need to block just enough of the sun to stop the flare, but have enough of it visible to produce the starburst. It takes a little bit of movement to get it right, and a little bit of finagling, but it is well worth it. Something else to watch out for are filters. Now some filters, especially UV filters, can create a flare and ghosting effect in images when the sun is shining directly into the lens. If you're getting a problem with sun flare and you're using filters, remove them and see if that improves the issue. And make sure the filters are also clean and have no dirt, smudges, or anything else on them as this can also enhance the flare and reduce your image quality. Truthfully, if you have the option and you're shooting directly into the sun and you don't need them, just take the filter off entirely. Now there can be points where you really want that filter on there, say a neutral density filter to drag out some of the exposure or a circular polarizer. So if you're using one of those, just really make sure that it is as clean as you can possibly get. On that note, also clean your lens. Dirt, oil, or other foreign objects on your lenses can also cause issues with sun flare, so make sure that lens is clean. Now, if you can't block the sun in the image, one of the other ways you can reduce the amount of flaring that happens is to shoot late or early in the day when the sun is hanging low on the horizon, because it produces less flare at that time of the day. You also get the added benefit of a little bit better lighting and things like that, like we've talked about lots on this podcast. So just watch for when the sun is hanging low, and that can create a really beautiful starburst effect as well. Now, as always, your lens, once again, matters with this. Higher quality lenses deal with sun flare better than lower quality ones. They have special coatings on the glass that help to reduce it and help to minimize the effect. So if you're getting a lot of flares in your images, you may need to upgrade your glass. Now, one of the other problems you might run into when you are shooting starbursts is actually the fact that you need to have your lens up at f11 or f16, and in certain spaces, that will mean that you're going to have to drop that shutter speed quite drastically, especially because you typically don't want to be increasing your ISO when you're doing landscape photography and things like that. So because you are going to be running at low shutter speeds, you are typically going to want to carry a tripod around with you when you are creating starbursts. This won't always be necessary, especially if you're shooting in the middle of broad daylight, but if you're in the forest or if you're doing anything like that, those slow shutter speeds will definitely become a factor. So be prepared with everything you need to know about stabilizing your camera and making sure it's all steady when you're shooting at slow shutter speeds, and that will really increase your image quality when you're creating starbursts. Now, this really comes into play with one of my favorite things about Starbursts, and that's the fact that you don't 
actually need the sun to create them. Streetlights and other bright points of light will also create the starburst effect. So don't just think about creating these during the day. They can add a fabulous element when shooting cityscapes at night with the light from street lamps accentuating your scene or you create starbursts with the moon in your nightscapes. And honestly, this is harder to do due to how dark it is and the fact you need to be at f11 and that drags out your shutter speed into a couple of minutes sometimes, but it does make for a really unique look. So keep an eye out at night for when you can also add some starbursts to help your images out. I really love using these in the city where there's row after row after row of street lamp and each one of them becomes its own little burst all the way down and it can just make a scene look super magical. All right, and that's it. A nice short episode for you today, but one that is essential for building your compositional skills. I would love starbursts in images. They look amazing and can bring a really unique element to images shot in the middle of the day. One of the great things about them is typically you can't create these on mobile very easily. They're one of the things that is way easier to create on a DSLR or a mirrorless or any other sort of interchangeable lens camera than they are on a smartphone. So you can actually really set your photography apart if you are shooting on a bigger camera by adding starbursts to your images. All right, I want you to go out this week and try using starbursts in some of your photography. Try creating a few of them. And if you want to, share some of the shots of your starbursts with me. I love to see what people are creating and I'd love to see what you are creating. So send me a message on Instagram at Robert Massey Photography, or you can send me an email, which you can find on the website alongside the show notes for this episode at robertmasseyphotography.ca. All right, that's it for me today. Thanks for tuning in. I love that you are taking some time to improve your photography skills. Keep going and keep growing. Let's adventure. Bye for now.